55? Isn't it 56? I think so. Alright, let's do it. Wait, 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 hold on. Let me whip open Spotify here. Fuck it. We don't need to record anyway. Let's do it. Don't go rogue. No, it's 55. <laughs> He's don't going. Go rogue. He's going rogue. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking AWOL. Yeah, whenever you're good, Chico. Okay. Episode 55 of Stick and Ring Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your good friend, Elijah. Coming at you live from the car. The fucking Civic outside the house. We'll get to that in a second, but I'd like to say hello to my friends. Josh, JR, what's happening? <laughs> oh, what's going on, fellas? Uh... I'm I'm tired, man. Today today at work it was uh, it was a busy one, um, but uh, you know what? I'm ready to go. Haven't haven't talked to you two knuckleheads together, and uh, well, I guess we I guess we kind of hung out on when was it Tuesday Monday? Yeah, a little group session on Tuesday. Yeah, a little, a little group session. So I guess I can't say that I haven't seen your ugly faces in a while because I actually just saw them. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing well. Raph, how you doing, big guy? Not bad. Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling. Nice living. man. Do you yeah. care to elaborate? Uh I feel like I've been I've been sick into a workout routine for the past few weeks, so I feel like I'm slowly getting into better physical shape, so I'm feeling better every day. Love uh, that for you, dude. Yeah, I'm drinking a scotch and soda. I'm I'm ready to go. <laughs> Jeez, dude. You a couple weeks? Yeah. Man. Much well, like, towards like since the beginning of quarantine, yeah. That's like a month, dude. Yeah. Man, you are, you're fucking huff and schneef these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're moving the All meter. Day. I oh, like yeah. that. Love yeah. that. He's turning uh, into a nice beefed up pierogi. Elijah, how are you doing, big guy? I'm doing great, man. A uh, little bit of a hangover today. Um, we can get to that. We'll get to that story in a hot second. But like I said, I'm recording from <laughs> the ye old Civic, trusty old Civic. And uh, so I was upstairs in the apartment and girlfriend girlfriend looks at me knows i got a podcast she, and i i gave her the tv room the living room the couch so i went into the bedroom to, to record on the bed and i just sat there and stared at the wall i was like this is so fucking weird i don't like doing this and i usually have phone conversations i don't know about you guys i always have phone conversations in my car like when i park it, that always seems to happen like a friend calls like when i'm driving and when i just like park and keep talking do you ever guys ever do that yeah not really yeah. I think okay. we all, I think we all have that one friend that calls us, and I, and we know he's listening. He <laughs> yeah. calls us when we're driving home. We don't need to say his name, but you know who you are. And literally every time, and like you answer the phone, and somehow he's just like, "Yo, what's up?" And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, "You called me, dude. What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, you called me." I'm yeah. like, what? You better have the best fucking conversation starter of your fucking life right now. Because <laughs> I was just jamming out to some 41. You're interrupting that. <laughs> but it's usually well, about dude. Go- it's it's usually about golf or sports or coming yeah. over and drinking as, some booze and and you as know, a getting si- after as it. a side note, this guy fu- this guy fucked with me today because he called me with no caller ID. And so yeah, I dude, dude, oh, oh my god, stuff. he did like, that to oh. me too. I was like, oh, no way, man. Pornhub's calling me with an ad. They're probably gonna send me live like, chat with like no way. Then I heard his voice. I was like, what the fuck, man? And you're like, oh, hey, dude. dude. Yeah, dude, he called me with no caller ID today. As well, I'm like, oh god! I'm like, of course it's you, because he knows I don't always pick up the phone when I see it. Him, so I, he tricked, I, I, he tricked your shit. 
yeah, yeah. He he put me in a little bit of a mental spin cycle, but it's okay. We love the guy, so it's fine. Okay. So to wrap that up, I ended up coming up to the car because I was like, you know what? I, I like I get good vibes just parked outside here. I'm still connected to the Wi-Fi, so that's nice right. Shop. Still weaving okay. off you. Are you okay. are you not drinking a beer right now because you're afraid you'll get a Dewey sitting in your fence? <sighs> that would be a solid Dewey to get. Eh? <laughs> like car keys are on the passenger seat, headphones are in. Like, how do you explain that you're just ripping up the podcast world right now? Yeah. <laughs> where, where do you live? Right there. Yeah. Literally right. Uh, why are you there. in the car? So, uh, it's like, uh, it's like, and then all of a sudden, as you're getting questioned, you're like, yeah, there's not some random dead body in my trunk. I, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. We didn't ask Dude, you about. Is- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. The, ne- the next thing you know, I just got bending over his Civic with a cavity search going on. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that, Old sir. We don't need to cavity. Ca- we don't need to cavity search you. <laughs> just, don't you dare do it! I'm not looking forward to this. Fuck. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> all right, um, what do we got? What we got on the on the docket today, boys. Okay, well, the first thing that we want to address is we're still a hockey podcast and uh, true. True. and there is some hockey news uh recently that got released from winnipeg so even so though let's, there's literally, let's mention let's mention yeah. this first so if if by chance you're one of the people that's been tuning up into us throughout the quarantine and you know we give some non-hockey content as well uh we're gonna do some hockey stuff to start out with in the description of wherever you listen to the podcast we're gonna have some timestamps if that's not your gig if it is your gig and you don't like the other stuff then then you got the first part of this podcast. It's pretty simple, I think. It's called hit the 30-second button probably around like 12 times, and then you'll <laughs> be moved past all of our bullshit. There's no way you guys no one likes. There's no way yeah. you guys only talk about hockey for six minutes. <laughs> wow. Huge, yo, huge, yo, huge math guy. Holy fuck. Time math guy. Dude, it's, yeah. it's 12 divided by two. Are you stupid? Well, I got, whatever, well, now, well, now I feel like I'm stupid. What's the matter? I was this guy probably before. already fucking calculated the calculus triangle of our locations right now. Yeah. Fucking Raph, you're just a fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> um, right, anyway, so, so Dustin Bufflin, boys, Dustin Bufflin uh, has terminally or was terminated contract contract with the Winnipeg Jets. This Both guy's a free mutually agent. agreed to do so. Mutually agreed, which I think obviously was the best situation because right now with the hockey season, any sport now, even next season uh, for certain sports with the NFL and whatnot, you know, this vision is still kind of blurry in terms of what, um, how this entire thing is actually going to unfold. So we yeah. didn't play at all during the season. He's a free agent. So let's just say COVID's done by, I don't know, let's just say July 1st by the free agent frenzy. Okay. So why don't we just say that for the sake of the argument? Okay. Um, Elijah, your team, um, Actually, you know what? Give me give me an analysis on Bufflin, uh, and you know where do you think he fits into an NHL club? Like, you know, what kind of role would you like to see him play if he was playing for your team? All right. So, just to add a couple more um, criteria for this conversation, I mean, last night you and I had a spirited conversation about this already. While we're pissed I, drunk. Yeah, while we're pissed, pissed drunk. drunk. But yeah. I, at, at first, I had a, I, I I was going on the assumption that he was thirty three. He's actually thirty five. So he's a thirty five year old defenseman. Okay. Uh, not the healthiest guy. He goes through injuries just like other people. But yeah. Um. So when I'm looking at this, I say and he hasn't, and he hasn't played in a year. So yeah. By the end, well. by the end of this, yeah, it'll be a full year at least. Like almost play. a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Year. Yeah. Year and a half. You're right. Um. Mm. So I'm looking at him and I'm saying thirty five year old. He's immensely talented and he was. 
Yeah. Uh, definitely sluggish. So I'm, I'm putting on a contending team. I'm probably uh-huh. putting him at the fourth spot for a D-man, a third or fourth, third or fourth guy in the depth chart. Um, yeah. In terms of contract, I now that I know he's 35, when I when he, when he was 33 in my mind, I was comfortable giving him two or three years. Mm-hmm. With, with him being 35, I mean, if I can get him for five million dollars, I'll do it for two years. If he wants any more than that, I'm only doing a one year deal. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, for me, I don't mean, I don't even think it really comes down to whether or not you're a contending team or not. Like, I think it's just. You know, it could be a team that's looking for kind of like a veteran leadership uh, on the blue line or something like that. Um, for me, though, like, I think the, the magic number for me for this guy, I think it would be generous to give this guy a two-year, $8 million deal. That's you think four generous, million. Eh? I, I think that's pretty generous. You're getting $4 bucks a year. You got two years. You're, you'll be 37 by the time that your contract is up. Like... You know that's he's had a good career. It's not like he's this young guy that ha- that's holding out on his team. Like you know, we don't necessarily know. Was it ever released as to why he actually stepped away from Winnipeg? Like, did they well, ever release that? So there, there was tons of rumors surrounding it, and the the root of the whole problem, I think, comes down to an injury that he's he basically after not this season but the season before after he yeah. left the team he was he did a physical and he passed everything and there wasn't any issues that they were aware of and then throughout the summer i don't know if an injury came about or if he sustained an injury but he basically claimed that he got it throughout the season that's uh, that might be incorrect but that's the basic outline of what happened there was a disagreement but an an injury on whether or not he should be paid and then i think there's also he has motivation issues um just with himself throughout his career and and that's been known he's got uh conditioning issues and things like that like it's it's nothing yeah. that a, a guy can't go through but um those were kind of the parameters around the situation with him right so yeah i mean like for this guy like you know if you were to if you were to uh scale bufflin on one to ten risk ten being he's a high risk one being he's a low risk if you were to give this guy let's just say you're like what would be an ideal contract just give me a number he's 35 what do you what do you give this guy I'm giving I'm giving him two years, ten million. Two, okay, I'm, so you I'm pay, absolutely giving him that. So you pay him five million dollars a year. Yeah, absolutely. Amen. And so here's here's the situation too, because you mentioned how it doesn't have to be a contender. In my opinion, for both sides, it has to be a contender. Like, yeah, there's yeah, there's because no I guess they're... in the bottom twenty in the bottom ten of the league that's going to consider signing him because he's only got two more good years maximum in him. True. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So why um, do you have a team in mind? Do you have like a a vision um, for like maybe the best or one of the best that you can picture him being with? Like yeah, I know no. I know what mine would be, but um, you know what? I just kind of thought of this now because I've got my phone out and I'm just looking at NHL teams. Yeah. You know where he would actually fit it fucking nice. And I don't know their cap issues or anything like that, but this is just the first kind of team that I yeah. think he would thrive on. Boston. Oh. He's a Bruin dude. Oh. He's big. He's mean. He plays hard-nosed defense. Holy shit, dude. You've got Chara for probably another two years, who's a conditioning freak. You're going to sign McAvoy. You've got Krug. Then you have fucking Dustin Bufflin. Oh, my fucking lord, dude. There's a blue line and a half for you, man. That's crazy. That's nuts. um, Yeah, that's a a sick idea. And I I don't know their their cap 
space either, but no, he, that yeah, could it's be, probably, that, they're probably at the cap. They, they have my, to be. In my opinion, that could literally be the exact situation, like a Patriot situation where they bring in Antonio Brown, where like on the outside, his personality doesn't fit the team. And for Antonio Brown, it didn't work out, but maybe for Buffalo yeah. when he goes there, his kind of like his aura changes about him. We're like, yeah, the, the motivation's there. The goal is clear. The yeah. the conditioning's there as well, and he just becomes a Bruin. Like he he adopts that kind of yeah that, because yeah, that code they have. Because for me, like I, looking looking at Winnipeg and looking at Boston. Okay, so you know Winnipeg, like he is like to me th- this guy that has like conditioning issues or just like you know his motivation. Like you know it could be the stress of kind of being that star of a team, right? Like a lot of the guys don't like that. And in Winnipeg, you know, you, you're, you kind of are like Bufflin kind of was, you know, like Tyler Myers is gone. Um, you know, you have Shifley, who's obviously the star there. Blake Wheeler's an aging captain. Line is still kind of hovering along, you know, he's kind of in this gray area of, okay, is he the superstar? Like, is he the next Ovechkin or is he just going to be, kind of like a like a Walmart version of Ovechkin that just kind of has an unreal shot and doesn't really back check or doesn't have the physical aspect you know but whereas if you go to Boston like it's like I could see Bufflin being a fan favorite because he's yeah. he, like he's a hard hitting guy you know he goes I think he fits perfectly into that pairing that you said right like a four like a fourth guy fourth or fifth guy even i don't really see um, him being a fifth guy like that's just my thing no. like, I, don't, I don't think his game is effective enough to be that like guy that gets whatever like 10 minutes a game like i just don't see that yeah but i mean though i mean when you think of that blue line though like charlie mcavoy tory krug char is the captain like Krug, Dude, McAvoy, i think chara i think chara was playing fit five six minutes like not five six minutes fifth or sixth pairing or d-man minutes is what i meant Oh really? Oh, okay, I, I, didn't know I think that. so. But I, I like mean, regardless, though, like you have Chara, who is your captain. Like obviously, that torch is going to be passed eventually. Um, but you know, like you know that Krug and McAvoy are the future of this Boston blue line. You know, Pasternak is the the future sniper for the Bruins after Marshawn Bergeron retired. Uh, it's pretty much the now sniper. This guy's potting a hundred points. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so why not? Why not Dustin Bufflin in Boston? Like, I think he, I think he completely fits that team so well. And like, you know, the Bruin fans, man, like they love their physical hockey and like. You know, the way that Philadelphia shows up in those playoff series, like they're a big physical team. Like Boston has done such a good job in the playoffs of just fucking physically dominating (laughs) other teams around them. Like they dominate everyone. Like it's fucking nuts. Um, You know, like these smaller guys like fucking like Toronto and whatnot. Like, dude, Buffalo would have a field day. Against, so the, against Eastern teams, I, I would don't know. Say. L- looking at their cap space, I don't know if they have the cap space. I mean, on cap friendly, it looks it looks like they have less than a million cap space right now. Yeah. Obviously, there, there's moving parts coming off the books, I wonder, for these guys. But um, yeah. the one that I was thinking of was Edmonton. Just thinking about that, thinking about how they're always searching for demons, most of the time searching for toughness. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And they just have so many weapons on the power play already. I just think if you... Maybe he goes onto the second power play unit and just like has an absolute cannon from the blue line. Helps that. Yeah, that, that's the yeah. one I could have liked to see because he he's he loves 
the Canadian lifestyle too. Like he's not a he's not a guy who, who's searching for the big city, you know, Big Apple kind of lifestyle. No, he's, he he's, yeah, he's, he's an outdoorsman. He likes fishing. He likes ice fishing, all that stuff. So Edmonton yeah. might be a good place. Who knows? Yeah, I mean Edmonton is an interesting one. I mean, if he likes that Canadian lifestyle and he likes kind of like that, you know, not in the spotlight type deal, then obviously you would say Toronto's out, Montreal's out, Vancouver's out. And yeah, I mean, Edmonton is the perfect fit. I mean, I think the one thing with him is, you know, obviously it's going to depend on how much money Bufflin is actually wanting. Um, because Edmonton is fucking up to the cap, dude. Like, they don't have a lot of cap space because of McDavid and Dreisaitl. So, and, yeah. and then you think, you're like, okay, well, if you're Kenny Holland and you're looking at Dust, like Bufflin, like, you know, it's like, okay, is this guy really going to put Edmonton over the edge? Like, is he like that true difference maker? Because like you said, like, is Edmonton truly a contender? Like, are they really a contender? I don't think so. Like, I think any contending team, you know, maybe he goes back to Chicago. You know, like an Asian not Chicago is not a contender over the Oilers. Yeah. There, no yeah, way. true. Yeah, There's I don't no know. I was looking yeah. to get in an argument with you there because that was just a silly thing to say. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm a little pissed <laughs> here right now. I just thought yeah. Chicago because he used to play there, but That's I, okay. for me, I for me, I wouldn't be surprised though. Like if if he went out east, if he yeah. went out east, because like he's dude, the Eastern they're just smaller, like they're more skilled and whatnot. Like there's not a whole lot of physicality out there, dude. The West uh, is fucking I, tough. I think that narrative. I think, I think the narrative of that has changed quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I know it used to be like the the tough Anaheim and the LA Kings and even the San Jose Sharks. Like those guys would beat you up, and even teams from the Central. But I think that narrative has very quickly changed because now, like now, you got like Boston's always been there. I mean, you're right with the Leafs, the Lightning, teams like that. But mm-hmm. I think the other guys like Philadelphia just beats the shit out of you. Yeah, you so, know what? You know who's another team that I could think of is Pittsburgh. Yeah. That'd be yeah. nice, too. Anyway. Um, all these teams. Yeah. Okay, so the other argument that we got in the last night. Sorry, this is still hockey for all the listeners. This is easy, easily over six minutes. <laughs> I feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't apologize for talking hockey on a hockey podcast, but whatever. Yeah, but regardless. We're going to murder both of these segments. Like, we're going to do a sick job, so don't worry about it. Yeah, 100%. So, I think the second last <laughs> hockey topic we have um, is Jacob Markstrom. So, we've been stroking this guy off all year. Uh, you know, I think you and I have both agreed that he is an undervalued goaltender just in terms of, you know, awards and how much he has actually done for Vancouver this year in terms of his performance. So for me, with, you know, with the whole season being up in the air and, you know, right now, if the playoffs started today, Vancouver is not in a playoff spot. Well, okay, so, that, that's that's probably incorrect, but just because I, I know in the standings it says points wise we're not, but there's no way they start the season now. It based off of winning percentage, we, we're in the playoffs. We okay, have, we have less games played and all that stuff or whatever. We have more wins. Okay, I forget what it is. Okay, so if you're if you're banning, and let's just say though, like they actually cancel the NHL season, so you know wherever you lasted, this is it. Okay, so yeah. you know Canucks are barely in a playoff spot. They're they're in a wild card. They're not in. Uh, they're not in the top three in the Pacific. Um, 
who is in the driver's seat for Markstrom's contract? Are you do you think it's Markstrom himself, or do you think it's the Canucks and the Canucks brass that have a say? Yeah. I I mean I would say it. This whole pandemic thing really throws a screwball into it, but all of that aside, and, but but I think though that's something that you have like you have to consider, right? Because like that's yeah, why that's what you know Markstrom or the Canucks would obviously throw at one another, being like, well, you know, we can't base it on what ifs, what ifs. You have to go on what the proof was now. Yeah. So I know what you're UFA. Saying, so what's his contract? <clears throat> give give me a number. Well, before all this happened, he was. The the year started when his first when he first started to put together a solid year. People were saying, "Okay, we should resign him, and he'll be a, and he'll be right in between five and six million dollars." And as the year went on, and he continued to dominate and put himself in the Vesna conversation, that mm-hmm. that number turned from six to like anywhere between six six and a half to seven. So I, yeah. I think I don't think any, he didn't falter down the stretch. So I think I think he's still in the open market. I think he's a seven million dollar goalie at at least five years. I think. The Canucks probably aren't going to be able to sign him for that. And yeah. they were already questioning whether they could do it out of five. So in my opinion, the answer to your question, there's two questions I would say. Markstrom is in the driver's seat for his contract in general. Um, and if the Canucks sign him, it's not going to be more than six and a half at four years. Yeah. <clears throat> that's that's yeah, my I, take on it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's going to be an interesting one because for me, like, you know, you look at the Canucks and, you know, this one difference maker this year, like I would say Hughes has, you know, like coming into this year, Besser, is he having an off year? Maybe uh, like, or he might just be kind of like the player that we've just kind of come to expect. Um, yeah. Horvat has kind of been a streaky guy. Pedersen has been, I would say, what we expected. Top top twenty goal like top twenty point getter in the league. Um, pretty sure he is. Haven't checked the stats in a while, but I'm yeah, pretty sure he's fact. in the top twenty. Um, yeah, yeah, we haven't done a factory in a while. Um, <laughs> anyway, so with Pedersen, like, like he's he's great. He's a fantastic player, and then uh, and then you have Hughes, like you know, exceeding. I would say he's probably exceeded expectations. Everyone's saying Kale McCarr is usually the Calder favorite. Yeah, not so fast. Like Hughes is making a good case, but I would say the X factor is JT Miller and Jacob Markstrom. Like they were kind of those difference makers this year for the Canucks. So, I mean, with Markstrom's contract, you know, the Canucks really now, I would say like, you're really rolling the dice because, you know, had the Canucks made the playoffs and the playoffs went forward, then, you know, like, Playoff performance in free agency is a huge, huge difference maker, right? Like, there's so many guys. Like, I would say my our best example would be Justin Williams. This guy doesn't do shit during the regular season. You put him in a game seven, this guy's fucking dominating. And he's like yeah. 38 years old. Like that, you know, like those are intangibles that you play, right? Like those are players that go to contending teams, like, hey, look, like during the regular season, like you know, your expectations are, you know, aren't necessarily, you know, high or low, but at the same time, like, it's like if we get into the playoffs, like, you're a playoff performer, like, you're a clutch person, like, you just, like, you're cool and you're calm and you're collect. Like, Markstrom hasn't shown that at all. So yeah. I'd be, and, and I think other teams know that as well. So I think for me, like, his contract, 
and, and COVID has ruined it because had the Canucks at least gone to the second round in the playoffs, I think 100%, $6.5, 7000000 dollars a year. But now, like, I think he's going to be lucky to get six and a half. I'm, I'm predicting like five and a half, six million dollars from any team. Oh, okay. I, I think there's going to be a ridiculous team out there to re- overpay him. But I, yeah. my, my one counterpoint to all that would just be that, like, the Canucks window has opened faster than they expected. And, and we all know how these things work. Like, you don't have more than five years a kick at the can, or we may, like, usually teams have about four. Something like that. So I, I personally, as a fan, would not be comfortable if they had a goalie who had a Vezna-type season and who's at a good age. He's 29 years old going on 30. Like, mm-hmm. he's not he, – he's probably at the peak of his career, but, I like, I would not feel comfortable if they moved away from that and said, we're going to go with the guy, Thatcher Demko, who is not really at a consistent base right now. Right when our team is starting to peak, you need – it would be great to have that goalie who is already at his peak. Like yeah. the timing works out a bit better. It's a bit more of an all-or-nothing move, but I mean, mm-hmm. you, like you said, I mean, COVID's kind of ruining it because there's rumors out there now, that, and it kind of moves us into our next hockey topic in our last one, that the cap is probably going to stay at 81, whatever it is, 81.9 or 81.0, whatever, I don't even know. Um, yeah. It's going to stay there for the next four years or so, and yeah. that, that whole design there is to mitigate any kind of escrow fuckery that the players are going to go through because they were going to end up paying a shit ton because of this year yeah Um, but instead i think the trade-off is because there's a new tv deal coming out in two years and -hmm. then there's also other kind of sponsorship things coming on so in in a world where the salary cap would have went up quite a bit and helping teams like the canucks um yeah it seems like it's going to stay the same for the next few years which really fuck up our team yeah i mean i you know, so I think right now, like, we've been discussing this entire thing, this entire goalie situation for the entire year. Like, it's literally been front of mind since fucking training camp. Like, I still remember when we first took over Stick and Rink and we were doing, like, our first three episodes. Like, the goalie conversation came up. Like, how long was Markstrom Lee, Markstrom's leash going to be? Um, and, you know, with Demko and with – and we haven't even really – touched on the expansion draft that's going to happen next season you know like i feel like it's going to be an all or nothing move regardless of who the canucks choose whether or not you take demko or you and you let markstrom walk or you expose demko to the expansion and you sign markstrom to a fair five to six million dollar deal probably around worth 30 35 million you know like now like this season these playoffs were fucking pivotal pivotal for the Canucks future like who they were actually going to buy into because like the playoffs like they mean a lot right like if if your window is going to open or if this if this hypothetical window opens for the Canucks you need to have like the actual playoff picture and like the performance to judge what you have and who's going to get signed for what amount of years and amount of money and they're not going to have that this year at least it doesn't appear that way so you know like this window it almost appears is like shrinking i would say in in my opinion i I know that's that that sounds a bit more pessimistic than i think you intended it to but yeah i know i know what you're saying it's Mm -hmm. it's coming and this this will be a very interesting next season if it if it comes on time um yeah it'll just be interesting to see like the different dynamic of what teams think of their team in the next couple years but We'll see. Yeah, 100%. I mean, 
I okay. think I think we're about ready to move on from the hockey talk now. Uh, let's jump Is that into it some. for fucking hockey news? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it's a bit dry around the block these days. But uh, yeah. speaking of the block, so I'm chilling upstairs today, hanging out uh, on the couch, and I hear a fire truck go by right down my block, a, a residential block. And shortly after, two minutes later, I hear another one go by the same way. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. Pop my head out the window, and there's a big black, like, pillow of, of black smoke coming out of a building and a, it was like a block, a block away like a block and a half maybe next and so we walked down the street and there's like we we must have got like the fire trucks they, they must not have been there for more than 10 minutes because like just had the fire hydrant set up they had everything going on like it was fucked so an entire side of the building in marple area was burned to a crisp oh shit all three stories it was fucked i've never seen a fire like that like in person being yeah fight, being fought it was crazy that's a pretty yeah. tough time for all that shit to happen hey that's what i was thinking like me and mega were talking on end about it just how unique it is like yeah yeah it's um, amongst all this you've got now you've got it said on the news they had 40 to 60 people that were displaced from this and it's going to be a while before even the people whose suites aren't wrecked or damaged at all it's going to be a while before they can even get in their suite. Yeah. And so now you've got a world where I think hotels are closed, right? Uh, um, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think they're still like declared like an essential service. Yeah, it's really? still housing. Okay. Yeah. I, thought, I know some some closed, but so but either way, like even if you're a person who you would normally go to a family person's house in this situation, like now, what if like what if your family has vulnerable people in the building, like grandparents or something? It's just such a weird thought. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Like, yeah, I mean, for me, yeah, that's just, it's so sad, dude. Like, could you imagine, like, you're, you're quarantining, you're at your house, and then, you know, you're obvious. Did, did they know how the fire started? Like, was that ever released in the news today at all? Not in the, not in the news, but there was like a hundred people in the, in the field across from the, the house today, a social distancing nightmare. But, oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, like there was I word mean, going around that it, it might have been a propane barbecue. Fuck. That, so oh, like, he heard an explosion. So I don't know if that shit went boom. Shit. But. Yeah, I mean, for me though, it's like that. That would just that's so sad. Like I, you know, yeah. like for obviously the the people that actually started the fire, like that would just tear me up. Like first, it's like okay, you know, we just lost our fucking house. Like it, it's gone. Yeah. COVID is happening. Like you're doing, you're doing your due diligence. You're at, it's a nice day. You're trying to have a night. If it is a propane fire, I assume you're having a barbecue, whatever it may be. Um, you know, you're quarantining and, and that is fucking scary because you actually could have been killed. Like that's just so unfortunate. Like it's just like on top of all yeah. the bull, on top of all the bullshit that we just have going on in the world, it's just like some stupid fucking leak in a goddamn like propane, pa- uh, propane tank seal. And yeah, just like yeah. lights on fire, like I, that just that sucks. Like, uh, yeah, that's sad, and I don't like Big it. Tip. But it's kind of nuts. Like, like it goes. Anything. No, it just goes to like show that even though the entire world's stopping because of this coronavirus thing, like there are things that are going to naturally happen, and like there are still other problems that could be relevant, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like you, it, this the normal world still happens, even the sad part of it. But yeah, the kind of the cool part about all this was to see like to genuinely see firefighters in action, like from the start of a fire, like boys, these guys are a squad, man. Like they get shit done. It was nuts. Like, and, and watching them like at the, at the very beginning of it, there was only like two fire trucks there. And 
obviously they're the first ones there. Like they're setting up the hoses, they're getting water on as quick as possible. But like these hoses are heavy. There's fucking high pressure everywhere. How do you and, think like, they do in these... the firefighter Olympics? Uh, I don't know if they do very well though, because it was a bunch of old guys. Like once they started taking off the helmet, it was a lot of gray on that. <laughs> lots of silver foxes out on the floor. <laughs> lots, of, lots of lots of cougars in the stands getting a little boisterous. <laughs> display we got going on. But... I, I mean, love like, that. Dude, it was sick watch. And, like, they're, they're like, yelling commands to each other. And, like, not even in a panic mode, but just, like, fucking coordinated, dude. It was it was sick to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. You have to be organized and shit like that, right? Because, like, you better... Yeah. You have to... Like, it's people's lives. Like, you don't... Like, you better get your shit figured out, like, hella fucking quick. Otherwise, yeah. like, you know, like, those, those minutes are precious. Especially yeah. when it's, like, a big fucking thing. Like, a goddamn building on fire yep you don't yeah. fuck around so, the last thing i wanted to say about it too was by the end of it i think i counted i think there was 12 fire trucks and like at least over 50 firefighters like dude what the hell happens if there's another fire like do they just start piecing out one at a time i know there's more fire trucks but like jesus christ yeah well i think a lot of it for just like containment whatnot like there's always gonna be backup to see if like any like any anyone needs help or anything like that like there i feel like there's a lot of that there um because like it's same thing with cops right like all of a sudden you see like six fucking cop cars and there's like literally two people two people on the streets like it's just the response radius that i think everyone just gets dispatched to and they all just fucking respond because they have nothing there to do um yeah well those are those cops are just fucking donut eating tonys man don't worry about it yeah, <laughs> I'm not even gonna touch that. <laughs> um, Why don't we get into last yeah. night? Last night was fucking hilarious. Holy fuck, guys! Holy fuck! Okay, I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna go first. I've already told the story to you guys, but I'm gonna tell it again for the listeners. Uh, I got crippled last night. I got absolutely fucking tilted. Okay, so uh, last night was the first time i've actually had more one white claw i've had i had one the night before last night so i had one on thursday night and then i brought a six pack home with me yesterday and we were playing nhl was me elijah and our other buddy and we were playing for what e like 90 minutes or something like an hour and a half so hour and a half hour and a half six pack i crushed five five white claws in an hour and a half bro i was fucking wasted why so we're we're, we're all Raffle comes in why <laughs> we're all just we're all just tilted we're all just tilted and then like we lost our game in nhl and like a threes turn with like fuck this we're going to bed so i stumble over turn off my lights boys i walked over to my bed you guys know it's like a 10 step walk just fell on my bed like full clothing everything didn't even get undressed Next thing I know, dude, like a, like a snap, it's 11 a.m. today. I was fucking buckled. I couldn't even, like, it was nuts. And I woke up this morning, and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, what am I doing right now? Um, but I felt like a million bucks, not even a hangover. Had a glass of water, had some cinnamon toast crunch, got ready for work, and fucking podcasted the night after. So... I'm ready. I'm ready. It was a good night. Damn, okay, you rebounded don't nicely. It, don't make it seem so casual that you're ready to podcast. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I was. Pr- yeah, you were. Fucking, I'm, I'm actually pretty tired. I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah. But first thing he says, we're gonna get in the car. Hey, if you don't smarten up, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Mr. White Claw. 
Yeah. Why well, don't? Yeah. Oh my god. Josh, hey, two so questions. Got- Wait, two questions for Josh. Yeah. Okay. One. Why? Two. Only <laughs> five white claws. Come on. <laughs> Fuck. What about the? What about the? You're gonna leave one white claw in your fridge? <laughs> yeah, I actually. Cru- I I've you. actually crushed that one in the first ten minutes of this episode, so we're already feeling some <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with being a lightweight, man. I'm in the same boat. Don't sweat it. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Last week, you said I'd have two beers and you tell that I'm drunk. Get the fuck off. Okay, well, there's two different competitions. If 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 you want to do the thing about, like, how many beers can we each have before someone notices, yeah, I'll probably lose that one because I'm fucking funny and I'll let people know that. But at the same time, if we have a drinking competition and we just throw back as much as we can, I don't think Josh is beating me and Raffle would be a tight race. Unless it's vodka and I'll be fucking done. The thing is, the thing is, though, me and Josh know like when our body's like, okay, no more alcohol. You'll keep going. Your body's yeah, like, I, fuck it. I, let's I go. don't keep very often. That's why, because I don't know my limit. Yeah, but, that's true. So, so my last night, I'll explain. I got a bit of a story too. To my last, so we're playing NHL, like Josh says. Uh, I'm on the pink Whitney train. Second night drinking it. Um, first night with the boys. That's the dangerous part. Is that I, I only made? I think I made three drinks that entire night. The first two were just like probably like. I don't know, doubles, triples, and then just some soda. And I actually, maybe the first one kind of fucked me up because the soda that I used was a vodka soda, like one of those splash cans. And so I chucked that in there. And then my last drink, I ended up, I was, I, I thought it was funny because I was Snapchatting it to Josh and the other guy. And I just thought I'd be like, oh, I'll be hilarious. I'll have a fat pour. And I, I must have poured like five ounces in there. Like it was a big, it was a big time vodka soda in the night. And so all I remember is that we lost that game. We said goodnight, and I fell asleep on the couch for maybe 10 minutes, and then my girlfriend filled me on what I did after that because <laughs> in the middle of the night, like, once I stumbled into bed and I, like, bothered her so much, she woke me up, and she, and she pretty much cussed me out because I deserved it. Apparently, <laughs> I had – before, so before she went to bed, she gave me very simple things to do. She was like, all right, when you're done, just, like, make sure you close the windows and pack up dinner that's on the – like, still out. Like, just put it in the fridge. And so – I was so fucked up. I didn't even come close to doing those two things. <laughs> but I, I also apparently kicked in the bedroom door. And like this is at like 2 a.m. or something. I was kicked in the bedroom door, stumbled in, fell all over the place, all over the laundry hamper. And then just got up and laid in the bed. And then when she got up, she went to the bathroom and she said the fucking, the entire <laughs> toilet was covered in piss. Like, so- <laughs> <laughs> apparently i just and like covered the entire toilet and piss and even had some on the floor like i don't know what the fuck i was doing if i thought it was like a genius idea to stand up and pee when i couldn't even remember anything but i completely blacked out like i didn't remember any of that josh mark this but, down pink whitney one elijah zero yeah <laughs> dude honestly man like pink whitney is it's <laughs> it's dangerous like the fact that i feel i honestly like i'm not the biggest vodka guy like it ha- to me, it has to be mixed with something. But the fact that I feel yeah. fully comfortable just sipping on a bottle of Pink Wit straight is bad news bears. Can you guys? Me. Can you guys? Can you guys reinforce a thought for me? What's next that? time, next time you drink Pink, Pink Whitney, just straight on ice, smell it, and tell me if it smells fucking weird. Like, dude, you've asked, weird? dude, you've asked me this and it doesn't. You're just it one hundred percent smells super weird. Like I don't know what, what to tell you. It smells like it's just it. It it smells really odd. Cause like I don't know what to tell you. I can't smell anything. Like right if, now, you, but... if, if you if you, if you <laughs> <laughs> well because you're in your fucking car. If you just like drink pink Whitney straight and you smell from the bottle, yeah, it tastes. It smells kind of like pink lemonade, right? But the moment you pour it over ice, 
that's when it smells. You're onto something here. You're onto something. Yeah. It's should juice. we get the old? Should we get the old fucking Klein lawyers on spit and chiclets? I think I think you run yeah, upstairs nice right quick. now and quickly. Run <laughs> <laughs> through the building, podcasting, yeah. pouring myself a pink Whitney right as I told the girlfriend <laughs> that I'm going to stay off the piss for one night. <laughs> as like a pay it back kind of thing. Uh, why don't we move on? We got a, anyone else got some topics here? I got a couple, but if you guys have a chance to jump in. Uh, yeah, um, not, not everyone at once. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just so used to you leading the charge here. Yeah, hey, honestly, I just don't want to dominate. You know, we, my faithful we leader. To, we just, we just need to let the listeners know about how aggressive NHL gets late night, dude. Like, it's not a team thing, man. It's a you thing. <laughs> this is purely Josh, man. Unfortunately, <laughs> Raffle doesn't have the pleasure of playing with us. He denied the opportunity to play goalie. He refused it. He didn't want to do it. That's not on us. Honestly, yeah, I just heard you guys need a defender who actually plays defense, so I can do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's Josh now. So, but the thing about Josh is that this is the most laid-back guy, and he's not like a video game nerd or anything. Like, like me and Ralph are way into it, and like we like winning. Josh has never been like that, but playing NHL with him, dude, like he actually gets pissed when we're losing. <laughs> I get so fucking like, mad. He's fucking yelling. And uh, <laughs> not only that, but my favorite thing, Josh always does this, so we always play threes. <laughs> and there's no face-off after goals. You just get the puck. Josh will oh, always, he'll always, like, he'll let out a little fucking mini tantrum when we get scored on. And then he'll, in the, like, short little highlight clip, he'll say something like, all right, boys, we need to fucking focus. Like, we need to tighten up here. Okay, let's get going. We're down 4 nothing. We need and to dial it in. Is we need I to say. dial it in. At that point, do you just tell Josh to play more fucking defense or what? Well, no, he doesn't get a chance because he always, the defenseman always spawns with the puck. And so he <laughs> spawns in and he tries to make a dangle and he always gets fucking leveled after he says that. <laughs> it usually leads to another goal. And so we're like, what the fuck, Josh? Like, sick up that dude. Uh, dude, honestly, like, there's just something about it. Like, I just, I just expect so much from myself when it comes to that game. So, Raph, like, you're just naturally good at video games and Elijah, you're, you're just good at video games too. All and right, yeah, a little bit less I, of a compliment, whatever. And, <laughs> And I'm not, right? Like, Call of Duty, like, I love to hang out with the guys. Like, I'm just, I'm a below, not shit, but I'm just below average, okay? In majority of video games. Like, I don't play FIFA. uh, No, that's, I don't play 2K. I don't do, like, any goddamn fucking Minecraft shit. Like, I'm very particular (laughs) with my video games. But NHL has always been the game that I've always, like, like, I grew up playing, like, fucking video games that had hockey in them like with nhl hits 2003 with nhl 7 and then i just like i started up again from like 13 up until now like nhl has always been like that game that i know that i'm like pretty good so when i'm relying on fucking goddamn elijah he's just crushing pink whitney at two in the morning can't even keep his fucking eyes open <laughs> it, it, it drives me fucking nuts and then our other buddy who just like honestly i don't even want to get into it but it just it it spins me out and then me who's given all the the pep talks and shit and i'm underperforming i just like there have been so many times i've come off of nhl fucking steaming like i can't sleep for like 30 minutes because i am pissed off like i'm not even gonna choke my chicken because i'm like 
like I'm gonna grab it so hard, and I'll probably just rip it off. Like I'll I'll get so fucking mad just thinking about it. Thinking about the losing just gets me so angry. I like but, how you're anyway. ragging on everyone being drunk, and yet you crushed five white claws yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hu- oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. But like the worst part is though, is, like when you're as competitive with me at that game, and then you get online and fucking dick shit Elijah and our other buddy. <laughs> I come on. I'm like, guys. I'm like, how we feel? Like, yeah, like. And you're just like, oh my god, like we're just gonna play two fucking hours of just drunk hockey. I'm the sober (laughs) one. No one's back checking. Elijah (laughs) and our buddy are just down at the other end, like it's a three on one our defensive zone. I can't even get an outward pass and they're just waiting for a greasy cross crease or just it drives me crazy. Anyway, (laughs) yesterday is an outlier. I got really pissed drunk. We were all drunk, but it was really funny. Um but yeah. No, it was a solid time. Yeah. Uh, boys, I wanted to rotate the conversation a bit here. I wanted to, you know, revolve the conversation, but I wanted to flip the coin. Uh, let's go in. So I made you guys watch this preview before we started this episode. It was about the new show, Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. yeah. During this quarantine time, I mean, everyone's watching Netflix. They have that new thing where it says, like, top 10 shows in Canada or top 10 shows on Netflix, whatever. And this one's already number one. People are binging it. And can you guys tell why just off the preview? Uh, Raph, go ahead. Um, I could like, I could see this show being really popular amongst people. Like, I mean, it's you take fucking something like The Bachelor, which people love nonstop, you know, yeah. and then you just apply it to everybody right now who is at home, quarantined, sexually frustrated, and eating a fuck ton of drama. <laughs> so <laughs> this show is going to be unreal. So for all those who don't know what we're talking about, I'll give a, like a brief synopsis. I'll basically word the preview for you. It, it is, it, they, I think they bring in 12 people, six girls, six guys, and they're all super attractive. The way they describe them is super attractive. They're, they're just swipe addicts where they swipe right on everyone and hook, they're just into hooking up and they're super horny and they all think they're going there for just like a bachelor in paradise kind of show where everyone just like drinks fucks and like has a good time. Um, and what it actually is, it's a game show where where you're not allowed to have sex with each other and you're not even allowed to kiss. And if you do, I think you get... you. I don't know how the money part of this works out. I didn't get to that part of the show yet. But I imagine you get like docked part of your money that you're going to get or you're going to earn based on if you do that stuff. And it's so hilarious because these are like these are like super millennial people where it's like just the ditziest girls and the most like obnoxious muscular guys who are like drinking and trying not to fuck. Have you realized that everybody in that show is foreign? Am I the only uh, one who picked yeah, up on that? Yeah, they're all they're all British. No, no okay, there's a lot no, of Australian not. people. Josh, come well, on. Well, okay. actually, the preview Same. does lead you onto that, but I, I'm I'm like eight minutes into the first episode, and there's already a girl from BC. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah, we got uh, ourselves where, another. Uh, where in who, BC? Who is the girl from The Bachelor? McKenna. Oh, she's yeah. We got another, we got another McKenna on the hands, but this one's a bit more ditz. Dude, all the girls. Like, you know, when you watch The Bachelor, there's those girls in the show that are like, there's one out of, out of 12 that's crazy or three out of 12, and those are the funniest. Yeah. These girls are all so ditzy and just like the funniest ones to listen to. So, just, it's going to be gold. You know, it'd be kind of funny if they just had one guy who's just like, not like everybody else, just sitting there looking around at everyone being total fucking animals and just being like, guys, what the hell? Like, what is going on? 
Oh, absolutely. Dude, I would dude. win that show no problem. Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? No money deducted. Walk out of there Rap. laughing. <laughs> dude, get the no fuck out of here. You know what I think of? Dude, huh. you put rap on that show. This is what I think of, okay? So, he's going to see, like, some side boob, like, some from some random fucking smoke show. <sighs> and then he's going to be walking through, like, the guy's dorm or, like, room or whatever. <laughs> like, it's going to be, like, a scene at a 40-year-old virgin. With the Steve Carell scene where he just waiting when he's just walking around with a giant fucking chuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Josh, like so that, Josh, that doesn't kind of thing, right? That doesn't yeah, fucking matter. Exactly. Okay, I can get a chub all I with, want. I just have to make sure with, I don't make out or bang anyone, and it'll be fine. With, <laughs> dude, honestly, I'd be gone the first like twenty minutes of that show looking at the preview. Josh. I looked at like. I, I'm looking at the girls. I'm like, yep, yep, maybe, no, yep, yep, yep. And then if I was drunk, like that's how I that's how I looked at it. I, I just thought of this now. I think a sick twist on this show would be if they just took a guy like me who's just got Pillsbury dough under his shirt, and they let all the guys walk out first, and then they let me walk out, and I'm like the wild card of the show. Where like if I get laid or like make it with anyone, then I get more money. Like that'd be sick. Just because I'm at, yeah. I'm at like a disadvantage with all these fucking. That's GI nice. Joe's walking around. <laughs> GI Joe's. But you'd be you'd be like um you'd be like a one of a kind. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you'd be a you'd be like, commodity. You'd be pe- you'd be peacocking with your shirt off. It'd be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be like the one guy that everyone could sleep with. Even the guys would be after me. I'd be like, boys, no, 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 no. <laughs> Elijah no, walks out of there, no money. <laughs> well, <laughs> no money. That went well. Dang. Did you guys ever um, did you guys ever hear about that thing that happened? Um it happens like once a year. Where it's like you can buy tickets for it, and I don't remember how many people are on it exactly, but it's like you buy tickets to go on a vacation. I saw this on Reddit, where it's like you go on a vacation, and it's just basically like a giant orgy for like a week straight. What? Okay. Have you guys heard about this? No, but yeah. I'd really like to. There was a there was a news. There's this guy who's a news reporter on Reddit, and or like some sort of reporter on Reddit, and he did it, and he went on, and he like documented the whole thing, and he's like, dude, there's like actually famous people going to this thing and it's like every guy that what? goes there i think it's like like you like 20 people that go every person is this every guy there is assigned three women and it's like it's <laughs> so it's like i was reading about it it's so fucking sleazy like people trade women Dude. and everybody everybody gets one uh i think it was one one or two hour window where they get to be during at any point of the weekend where they get to be with all the women at once Jesus. And I'm just like, I'm like, that's fucking, that's crazy. Okay, well, instantly all I'm thinking is like, are these women voluntarily there, or is this like a straight up sex trade thing? Like, I, I see, I don't know. Sounds they, shady <laughs> as fuck. They, <laughs> honestly, it sounds I have too no good idea. to be true that there's like a three to one girl ratio, and all the girls are like, yeah, it's all good. Like, I knew that going in, but yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how it's going. Dude, apparently it was like, guess. it was apparently like just drugs, everything you want there. Is nuts. Oh, okay, yeah. Raffle, certified drug guy. No, not drug guy. Fan, but like... <laughs> you just said every everything you want. Drugs. That's and that's all you said. Yeah, I don't know why I said everything you want, but like there's lots of drugs <laughs> in circulation there. Nice. Okay. It's like a Shambhala kind of fuck fest, is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. Nice. That's sick. Dude, it was fucking um, wild. I think that I'm gonna like this more than the Bachelor. Just to wrap that up, like I, I think I'm gonna be fucked on the show. Um, why don't we Boys, do you think this is reasonable to say there's eight episodes? Do you think that all of us can watch four of them by the time we record next? Sure. Do you think that is that too much to handle? Now maybe we could do like a review on the next episode. I could. Oh help. God. Yeah. You, you got that in you, Josh? Yeah. 
I could probably do it. I mean, I'll probably just end up choking my chick and half I can be happy, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm dude. down. Yeah. I, I, within three minutes of one of the guys being there, he's already rubbing sunscreen on a girl's shoulders. It's hilarious. I, I love that. That's so yeah. sick, dude. What a little, um, little dirtbag. <laughs> That's Josh. Oh yeah, don't we're uh, we're running we're running the time here a bit, so we got a couple topics left. Um why don't we rap, why don't we let you leave this one? This is a near death experience topic yeah. that we're gonna we're gonna do here. This is one thing that I was thinking about the other day and I wanted to see if you guys also had any weird near death experiences over the course of your life. Yeah. Like like we're talking about, like if it went through and it probably happened, you probably would have killed yourself, or you would have yeah. had a slow and painful death. Um, I had oh, one. Dude, thing. there's a coyote outside right by my fucking car. This is it. This is how it happens. This Shit, is how it should starts. I say hi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, look right at me. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, you're not making it inside. Um, right, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're good. But I was thinking about it, and I was like, I had a time where at when we were camping at Blue Lake. There was one year yep. that we went, because, like, so Blue Lake was a place that me, I think we talked about it once, me, Elijah, and all of our high school buddies growing up would always go, and it's, like, we'd hang out, we'd have, like, beers, uh, we'd bring, like, bows and arrows and all these, like, fucking toys, like, BB guns and shit like that with us, just, like, hang out, basically, for a week straight. Yeah, typical and, guy camping stuff. Yeah, yeah, And I had this bright idea one day where I was hanging out with, uh, I can't remember who it was, but we were just, like, playing around with this bow and arrow. And I was like, I'm going to go fishing with this arrow. So, like, initially the arrow had, like, the like the dull like the dull training tips on it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go for the actual arrow with the actual arrowhead that's used for hunting. So, I took those arrows, and I took a string, and I tied the string to the arrows. And I took me, my arrows, and this fucking bow to the dock. Mind you, I had been drinking, and I was probably kind of baked at the time. And I was like, I'm going to fucking catch a fish right here. <laughs> Every, everything you could want, dude. I've got drugs, alcohol, <laughs> and I've got a really sharp arrow. I'm like, I'm going to catch a fish. I'm going to bring it back. We're going to have dinner. We're going to be set. <laughs> and I fucking, I, all I just, like, it was, it's like a weird haze, but I just remember drawing back this fucking bow and arrow. And I, like, I pulled it back, and I was like, this is going to be perfect. And I shot the arrow into the water, and the drawstring that I had attached to the arrow, which was also attached to the bow for whatever reason. I don't know how that fucking made sense. But <laughs> I shot the arrow into the water, and I guess the 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 string wasn't long enough. The draw cord that I used wasn't, the string wasn't long enough to the, to the arrow. And it obviously strained out tons of tension, and it shot the arrow back at me. And the arrow went over my shoulder, right by my head, and into the fucking dock <laughs> that I was standing on. And I looked back at it, and I was like, yo. I was like, that was so close. And yeah. And I, I, was, that and I that just, was almost the end of wrap. That was that. I think if I hit myself in the face, I think I would have died. You, you think it's yeah. gone right through your head? I think it would have hit me in the eye, like some Final Destination shit. It would have pierced my brain, uh. and that would have been it. That Holy some nutty shit! <laughs> yeah, right. This is like mine is nowhere near as serious as yours, and I actually like I overreacted because I thought like I had some more weight to it. But I so when I used to live at my mom's house, um, before the basement days, I live I my my room was the room above the garage, so like third floor, and I used to game there like religiously. Like, I could get home from high school. It was like the days of grade <laughs> eight, grade nine. I'd get home three o'clock, game until nine o'clock, and just, or game game till like one a.m. Actually, and then go to bed after that. Um, and so one day I used to always sit on the ground right above my, the light that's in my room. And it had like one of those heavy glass covers over it. And so I left the room one time just to go to the bathroom or have dinner or something like that. And I came back and that thing had fallen like literally right where I sit. 
and it's got that like pointy tip on it. And so I don't, I don't know why I thought I said looked at. I was like, holy fuck! I'm usually sitting there like I wonder if that would like KO'd your boy. I always, <laughs> I always thought like I'd probably die from that. Like that's a straight up this ceramics sharp glass piece going right on the the top of your skull. Oh, that, that's insane. That was, my, that was my kind of story where I was like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Lots of head injuries, hey? Yeah, yeah. Lots of knocking this noggin around. Oh yeah. Ugh. Josh, Josh anytime, you got any? Timmy killed you any, almost. <laughs> Um. <laughs> wait, what'd you say? What? Any near uh, HIV experiences or anything like that? <laughs> Any, no, uh, honestly, I've been I've been actually trying to think of like a near death experience I've had like this entire episode, and fuck, I mean, knock on wood, like I don't think I actually have. Um, maybe. Like, there was do you remember it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. There was never a time like, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is you know, playing as a kid on your bike and almost getting hit by a car or, you know, when you're yeah. driving, like taking like a stupid turn and almost literally getting fucking crushed by like a semi or something like that. Like none of that shit ever happened to me. Like there was never a point when I'm like, holy fuck, like I just cheated fucking death there. You know what I mean? Like there, yeah. I, I've been trying to think about it. Like, I don't think I actually have. I mean, and you know what? Here's, you know what? To put it into perspective here. And I'm just going to knock on wood to all this so you guys can actually talk to me next week so I don't fucking die or like end up in a coma. <laughs> um, is I've never broken a bone ever. No, I'm the same I've way. Never, I've, never, I've never broken anything in my body before. Um, I mean, I've gotten sprains and whatnot, but like there's never, I've never been put in a cast. Um, I've never been put in a sling or anything like that. Like, like, I've been pretty fortunate in that sense, so... Do you want to get um, it out of the way and I could just come over and beam you right in the nose? <laughs> Why? Because that's the biggest part of my body? Yeah, yeah fucking yeah. fix that fix that pecker of yours. Aside, for, aside, from my, aside from my wrench, which doesn't need any fixing at all. Um, Josh runs into a wall with an erection. His nose hits the wall first. Oh, fuck you, Don't ever say that to me ever again. I'm gonna be, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to watch Too Hot to Handle. I'm going to crush White Claws. I'm going to be drunk. I'm going to tip over. I'm going to fall on my bone. It's going to crush my deck. It's going to hold just you up at like a right point. angle with your legs. Just like a pro- just just like a proper haircut. It's going to take three inches off the top. If you know what I mean? It's going to be like a nice, little, not, nice little tripod, is, if you know what I mean. Thought, <laughs> this is a thought I've had ever since I was a kid. But have you? did you guys ever have a moment like when you were growing up as a boy? just thinking like when you started to understand like what pregnancy was and like delivering a baby and like how they always say that's the most painful thing or whatever like yeah did you ever have a moment when you're a little kid you're like holy fuck i would not be able to do it or like thank god i don't have to do that i remember being like a very young child like anywhere from like nine to twelve and just thinking like wow i don't have to do that that's awesome no Uh, am i I on an island there i think yeah yeah. I, i was gonna say you're kind of weird but well, I, yeah. all I all I know is I just like I remember sitting on like I just picture sitting on the toilet and thinking like having big shits like holy I thought I was gonna die there and how like <laughs> you're supposed to push it it's basically pushing out a big shit like that's nuts I don't know if yeah. I'm gonna do that yeah I don't know I mean there's always been I think there's like multiple YouTube videos of like uh, guys like going through like a uh, simulated birth in terms of like pain like they hip they hook up like fucking shock absorbers and bullshit or like uh yeah into your like lower abdomen like they bring the wives and all that and the wives think it's so funny um yeah 
And like they put, I it'd be interesting. Like I've always wanted to know. Like I'm like, oh my god, this is bad. Because like for me, like I just think of like a watermelon coming up like a hole that's like the size of a quarter. (laughs) Like that. That's what I think. Do you think? Do you think that they have the opposite of this also for women, where it's like they strap someone to their coochie and it just like it simulates them getting kicked in the nuts? Oh my god, dude. Dude, no, dude, we we can't we can't let them ever do that though because then they'll finally know that it's actually not that painful and they'll be like, okay. know, they'll take over society once they realize okay. more well, about it. No, <laughs> they'll just walk around start kicking okay. everyone in the nuts. <laughs> well, no, I, no, I wanna I wanna talk about that for a sec. Okay, so okay, dude, getting hit in the testicles actually stings. It does not feel nice. It is like it goes into your lower abdomen where you it feels like you can't even fucking breathe. Yeah. It, it can, feels it feels like you have to shit and there's no nothing left to push out. Like Yeah. Yeah. And like if you're lucky and you get kicked in the dick too, like you're pissing blood for like three days. Yeah. Oh, yeah like my, pretty hard, Jesus Christ. My buddy, okay, so story <clears> time. So when I was in junior high, we were in gym class and well he wasn't he wasn't my buddy. He was more of an acquaintance. He was kind of a douchebag. Anyway, he was, a, he was a <laughs> hockey player. Um, he was playing goalie. And then there was this one guy, and he, he actually got drafted by the Swift Grip Broncos, of all teams. But side story. This guy, his name's Bryson. He's a total douchebag. Um, he winds up, takes a slapper at the other douchebag that's playing goalie, and hits this kid in the, like, literally right in the fucking dick. Like, right Watch. in the dick. Like, just flush. Like, you could, like, and this guy's down for, like, 20 minutes. And he didn't come to school for three days. Like, that he took nuts. one of those hard. He <laughs> No, seriously. He's like, like, I talked to him. He came back. I'm like, bro, I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, well, he's like, I had to go to the hospital to get myself checked out. Um, he's like, I've been pissing blood for the last three days. He's like, it's finally fine now. He's like, I, he's like going to the bathroom is going to stink for, like, the next week. Because, like, <laughs> this guy, like, just teed up a fucking one time and just drilled this guy right in the dick and i'm like oh my uh, god like just thinking about that just ugh, makes me cringe it's like nails on a chalkboard one um, of the funny things about getting kicked in the nuts is like the anticipation after you get kicked for like that half second where it doesn't hurt yet and you're like oh yeah yeah no. oh yeah and you're waiting for it you kind of you kind of overreact a little not overreact but you like prematurely react to how bad it's going to be and then yeah. you're like, it sets in, and you're like, fuck me. This is yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. <laughs> Pun intended, right? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. That was a fucking hanging curveball. That'll watch it. <laughs> Nuts, I know, right? <laughs> that was good. You're a funny guy, man. You're a funny Thanks, guy at 12. Thanks, buddy. At midnight. Thanks, All right, can we buddy. wrap this shit up? Yeah, I think we're about ready. Uh, if anyone is still with us at this point, uh, the merch thing, I'm going to keep dangling the carrot in front of you. Uh, the designs are done. I'm editing the website. We're on the last phase. And then we're going to have some merch up. And it's going to be the fucking sickest thing ever. Dude, honestly, I Elijah told me to take a peek at the merch yesterday. Oh, my God. I opened dude, the link that, and I didn't dude, see anything. Oh, dude, yeah. That, you, I, had to, I have to guide you through. You have to hit the link and then go to products. And then you'll see the designs. Dude. That was too funny with the I don't, faces I, uh, on that fucking t-shirt. I'm buying a spoilet. I'm not going to spoil it. We might have you to guys, make a too hot to handle rendition too. Dude. Oh my God. That was just, I saw that. And I was slightly buzzed, but I was crying laughing. I couldn't even <laughs> handle it. That was 
so funny. Yeah, it's gonna hopefully yeah. it flies off the shelves. But uh, that's yeah. about it for us today, guys. It's been fun. Uh, this episode will drop Monday, and then we'll be back again the next Monday. All Good right, stuff. I love it. All right. Later, See you guys. boys. See you guys. Oh, harder, baby.